Hello and welcome to the podcast Inner City Spirit with your host, me, the Reverend Hannah Elizabeth Atkins Romero, uh, Director of Trinity Episcopal Church in Houston. I uh, have this podcast series that's just called Wild Advent. Um, The Spirit is rambling through our lives through uh, unexamined territory, through paths and teaching that we thought we'd already heard before. And um, my husband just started playing one of our favorite Christmas songs over and over again. And we know every word. And here he is playing it right now. <laughs> I guess I can't play the whole thing, but I'm talking about it. Cristo ya nació en Palacaguina de Chepe Pavón y una tal María ella va a planchar muy humildemente la ropa que goza la mujer hermosa de Terreteniente. just beautiful. Anyway, that's a beautiful song about uh, Mary, young virgin Mary, being um, a very faithful and humble woman. Sounds like she was a hard worker. Um, and, And in the town of Palacaguina in Nicaragua, um, this song came uh, to be written by some wonderful uh, Christian uh, folk composers, and um, they just wrote this lovely, lovely hymn about this homage to that humble Mary, and so they call they say that Christ is about to be born in a town called Palacaguina in Nicaragua, Central America. And um, she is very glad that Mary is really glad that she's having this baby. She agreed to have this baby, even being sort of a humble, every woman, young woman who has to iron clothes for the rich woman's um, uh, wardrobe in town, the the wife of the wealthy landowner. So, is she, the chorus is um, also continues that she um, is gonna just keep ironing humbly and doing her job until until Christ comes. Her baby comes in in any town, in any city. That Christ isn't uh, necessarily belonging to just um, history, but is also you know one manger in history. But is also making himself present, and we are expecting him to be. Um, again with us um, and that's just why I love the the song because 
one and the same. It captures that Advent, Christmas paradox in which we, you know, know that, that, that Christ has been and is all around and will be. And that's you know, why we call it the mystery of faith. We are waiting to celebrate the redemption of the world by the birth of a baby on Christmas. And yet we are also um, called to proclaim with the, uh, John the Baptist. Here there's a little um, uh, wild animals in the background, maybe that you could hear. <laughs> And proclaim with a John the Baptist. And like I said in my sermon, get the get your John the Baptist on and proclaim uh, the coming of the Lord. And people are like, it's Christmas. We're, we're saying the Lord came. Um, well, and on and on go the theological debates. Um, and I just also really wanted to share for those of you who haven't um, heard this before, a, um, uh, an Advent litany that reminds us, especially in the summer of 2020, uh, that, uh, God is with us in the dark and the light. And it, it, it it's something that Christians have had to and will have to, well, human beings really of any um, type, will have to grapple with why, um, how to be um, best alive, how to be fully alive, how to recognize and rail against um what makes hurt in the world, right? So we know that's part of life. We've experienced it. No one promised anything else except that to belong and be forgiven and to be loved. Um, didn't promise that that meant we wouldn't trip and break our leg or... Um, uh, run into injustice, racism, um, ignorance, and xenophobia. And I say that because in Advent, this Advent, December 28th, I, um, I have seen some people just willing to let immigrants who have only 24 more days to stay um, sit in terrified waiting to know if their temporary protected status would be renewed. Uh, and it was, but sort of in the coolest possible way to leave people in limbo with their families, their jobs, and their houses when it would have been just as easy to have it passed earlier and to let the children who had no choice but to come here, the so-called dreamers, 
to let them have some hope um, in this late of the game after having to, well, I mean, it's better than nothing, but I think, um, I think of the folks that just know um, whether they were going to be able to continue to be teachers and priests and um, researchers and politicians and academics um, because their parents brought them here when they were young and they weren't born here but they've only ever really known here the dreamers DACA. So, yes, they got good news, but they were in waiting. Anyway, this litany, I think, really, um, it's it's just it's from the uh, resource from the Episcopal Church. So you know, not radical, but well thought out, and um, I just really believe that um, it, it, it captures that God, like I said before, is with us in darkness and light. And any, any serious person of faith knows that. And that's part of the hope that we give to people. That um, we know how to suffer. Um, we, we know how to acknowledge suffering. But at the end of the day, we also know that God is with us and that um, we have to trust God. We don't have any control over what happens. So love, I mean, we do have some control. We don't have ultimate control, but I meant to say that God is in ultimate control. Okay, so this um, Advent Litany of Darkness and Light, we will hear um, in our longest night service on uh, December 16th at 6. Zoom links are all around on our website. Um, and then we, we're receiving those as daily prayers. Um, been sending daily prayers out since the beginning of the pandemic. And... Um, uh, from different sources, and we're splitting up this litany and sending it out on um, uh, mornings of, as we continue through the pandemic, and we just happen to be in Advent. So we're using this um, these days that the podcast goes out um, as well for our um, yeah, for our daily emails with prayers and reflection. Okay. <laughs> it goes like this. We wait in the darkness, expectantly, longingly, anxiously, thoughtfully. The darkness is our friend. In the darkness of the womb, we have all been nurtured and protected. In the darkness of the womb, the Christ child was made ready for the journey into the light. The response is, you are with us, O God, in darkness and in light. I love that refrain. 
And then the next prayer of the litany of darkness and the light and advent reads, It is only in the darkness that we can see the splendor of the universe. Blankets of stars, the solitary glowings of distant planets. It was the darkness that allowed the Magi to find the star that guided them to where the Christ child lay. You are with us, O God, in darkness and in light, is the response. The next litany is, the next prayer in the litany, Advent litany, in the darkness of the night, desert people and relief, desert people find relief from the cruel, relentless heat of the sun. In the blessed darkness, Mary and Joseph were able to, fee- to flee with the infant Jesus to safety in Egypt. And you know the response maybe by now? You are with us, O God, in darkness and in light. I also wanted to bring something that I I recently uh, preached at the beginning of Advent, but it was actually uh, a saying and a creed by Daniel Berrigan, um, uh, a Jesuit, who said, Hope is an Advent credo. And he says, "It It is not true that creation and the human family are doomed to destruction and loss. This is true, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It is not true, not true, that we must accept in humanity and discrimination, hunger and poverty, death and destruction, This is true. I have come that they may have life and that abundantly. It is not true that violence and hatred should have the last word and that war and destruction rule forever. This is true. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting, the Prince of Peace. It is not true that we are simply victims of the powers of evil who seek to rule the world. This is true. To me is given authority in heaven and on earth and lo, I am with you, even until the end of the world. It is not true that we have to wait for those who are specially gifted, who are the prophets of the church before we can be peacemakers. This is true. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall have dreams. It is nowhere near true that our hopes for liberation and humankind 
of justice, of human, human dignity, of peace, are not meant for this earth or for this history. I hate it when people say that. This is true. The hour comes, and it is now, that the true worshipers shall worship God in spirit and in truth. So let us enter Advent in hope. That Advent cradle was all like authentic Berrigan. And he continues to just say that let us enter Advent in hope, even hope against hope. Let us see visions of love and peace and justice even after a Trump presidency and during a pandemic. Let us affirm with humility, with joy, with faith, with courage, Christ Jesus is the life of the world. Amen. Um, so that is what I wanted to share with you. And it just was wonderful to have the radio on. My husband listening to uh, some wonderful uh, Katia Cardinal, one of my favorite singers, and the singer of my favorite uh, Christmas song. Uh, and let me go to turn it up for a minute. I mean, that's some serious guitar. <laughs> Well, this is Inner City Spirit. TrinityMidtown.org is our website. Cristo ya nació en Palacatina de Chepe Pavón y una tal María ella va a planchar muy humildemente la ropa que goza la mujer hermosa de Terra Teniente. I mean, this is karaoke, so I can use this music. <laughs> and at the end, Cristo quiere ser un guerrillero. I'll see you next week on Inner City Spirit. <laughs>